Hello and welcome, listeners. That's right. You're hearing the voice of your beloved commissioner, Stephen Patterson. We're here once more to get started with another fantasy football season for the Narwhal, Team Narwhal 6 Fantasy Football League. Um, Before we get any further, I'm going to go ahead and uh, welcome on the usual guest. You already know who it is, Eric Holmes. Eric, how are you doing today? I am doing just fantastic. Thank you for asking. And I'm excited to get the season going. It's been too long. Same here, man. Can't wait to I get have, it going. I have abstained from football for almost a full year. And now we are back. And we get football that, in four that's days. That's right. We are back. Three days. Three days. Three short days and we get Packers Bears and the NFL is officially back, guys. I it feels like it it feels kinda like the offseason flew by. It almost got here faster than I thought it would, and I still don't feel truly prepared for this season to be honest. How are you feeling about the upcoming season? I'm feeling great, man. I think that last year was so up in the air. I mean, from a fan perspective, it was so up in the air about how the Bears were gonna do. And it was so like we were just hoping to get a positive record, but now it's almost like we got we, we actually have Super Bowl aspirations, so I'm really excited. Expectations are high. And then obviously fantasy football life and it'll help me uh, blow up more time at work. So that always is good. So Eric, before we get into our quick draft reactions, is there any uh, league news that you'd like to address? I promise everyone we didn't have any technical difficulties. This is going great. <laughs> but in terms of league news, in terms of league news, the saddest thing for me is that I wanted to create the third iteration of the Andrew Cook squad to finally get the W under the name. And of course, as you all are well aware, Andrew Luck decided to retire when he's 28 years old. So, R.I.P. Andrew, I'll miss you. Yeah, a- Andrew. Andrew gone far, far too soon. It will be. It will be Mr. Mac and Ty led by the old Jacoby Beef Brisket. Jacoby Beef Brisket, my favorite. My favorite food in a quarterback. I don't think it can really get better than that, though. If we're going to be quite honest with ourselves. Agreed. Um, yeah, between that retirement, the Melvin Gordon situation, um, Ezekiel Elliott's contract situation, and Antonio Brown's helmet. Yeah, uh, have some really interesting. Uh, have had some really interesting off season, uh, off season news leading up to the season. So we'll be excited to see how that affects everyone's teams going to week one. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, that being said, you wanna want to get into just your your quick reactions about the draft, and then we can we can talk a little more specifically about which drafts we like, which we didn't, um, and so on and so forth. Sounds good to me, Maine. Um, so do you have any just like quick reactions to the draft, how it went, um, for yourself or if there were, were things you thought went, went well for others, uh, you can go ahead and, and make note of those now. Sure. Yeah. No, I think that I was actually really happy with how everyone drafted first. I think first, uh, for this league, everyone was there, which was big. I applaud everyone for that. Well done. <laughs> uh, we also got almost, almost everybody I think, except for Kyle, I think on the call, which was cool. Um, and then beyond that, I actually think everyone drafted pretty good. I think that, um, you know, I can't look at a team. I mean, I can, but there's no team that just looks like we, we, they totally tacoed and just didn't do anything well. So uh, I think that was good to see um, in terms of unexpected stuff. Yeah, there's a few a few uh, reaches that I wasn't um, expecting at all. But uh, – I think maybe we can get to that when we get to our value, our value guys. Um, what did you think about uh, everyone's uh, draft? So the the thing I was most impressed with was I feel like everyone's draft strategies have kind of matured um, mm-hmm. from year one until now. Like you said, you mentioned some people reaching for certain players that I, you know, I probably wouldn't have myself. But this year it was more reaching for certain running backs and receivers and not so much reaching too early for quarterbacks um, or defenses or tight ends or anything <laughs> crazy like that. Um, so it, it, it feels like we're drafting with, with a lot of players that are all very competent at this point. Uh, like you said, everyone was at the draft, which was great. 
Um, and it feels like it's going to be a really competitive year, which has me excited. Um, and you kind of already addressed it. I think, you know, some of the drafts that I didn't prefer, I can, I, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, I can still find reasons to argue for some decisions right. they made and reasons that I still like, um, like parts about what they did in the draft. Right. And that's what's so cool about fantasy football is, especially with how, you know, we're saying everyone did a pretty good job in the draft. You can have a draft you don't prefer, but that just might be because your strategy was different or that person might be, might be a little higher on a certain set of players than maybe you were which doesn't mean that someone drafted a poor player more so they just had different thoughts going into the draft, which was cool. So, I'd 100% uh, second everything that, that you just said. And one you other concur. thing to note is, is the draft can also mean nothing. I've had years where I've finished with, like, three players from my original draft on my roster. So. Oh, yeah. All our, all our predictions are going to be wrong. <laughs> Without a doubt. We're really bad at making these predictions, but <laughs> it's here for your entertainment. So then you can go back to this podcast at the end of the year and be like, wow, you guys suck. Or we'll be 100% right and we'll be geniuses. There's two options. That would options. be awesome. <laughs> um, let's go into our first first real segment here and let's uh, let's outline our, our favorite drafts and our worst draft. Um, or maybe I don't want to call it the worst. Maybe our least favorite. We'll, we'll be a little, a little nicer. Um, so you, do you want to go through your, your favorite draft first? Uh, yes, I would like to go through my favorite draft first. And for the, my, I mean, again, it was actually kind of hard to decide this because I, there's, there's a lot to like about every draft, especially in a 10 team, a 10 team league where, um, the, the decision, uh, at flex or wide receiver two is a little easier, but what I'll say is my favorite draft, and I did allude to this in our text group, I think Doug, um, uh, for me, had my favorite draft. I think that we are full PPR, so wide receivers do have do kind of even out a little bit more with running backs, but if you look at Doug's running back combo, um, easily, in my opinion, the best in our league, like by far. Um, I know there's some analysts who aren't quite as high in Nick Chubb as a lot of others, um, his ADP was getting pretty high near the end of uh, the draft season. Um, but, yeah, Elvin, Nick Chubb, absolute monsters. And you look at Chris Carson, who I think is going to be a stud at in Seattle this year. I think that if hitting your flex in a 10-team league like this is uh, important. Um, Thielen, as you know, has he had the most touchdowns in the NFL for a wide receiver last year, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. But That guy, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh but he's a beast. Um, so I really like uh, Doug's draft. He's also got a pretty decent bet. I think Jarvis actually is going to have a good year. I think that o- Odell only helps him being um, in Cleveland. Uh, Anthony Miller, I think, is going to is going to do better on a more mature Bears team. Um, even Mitch, man. I mean, he's got Drew, so you, you don't gotta <clears throat> necessarily worry about that. But you could always stream Mitch in a good matchup and I'd be happy. So I think I would consider Doug probably my favorite draft, but again, I mean, they're all, they were all really close in my eyes. Yeah. I, I can't argue with anything you said. He was at, at worst a top three draft for me, probably top two. He, he isn't who I selected as my favorite draft, but that's not to say I didn't think Doug had an excellent draft and, and definitely one of the, one of the best for sure. Oh, for sure. Hey, you could pick, you could pick a few. Um, you might be surprised at who I picked in my favorite draft because I think some of the some of the picks here probably weren't super sexy picks, but I think they're all going to be productive players in 2019, and I guess that's just my personal views. And this this guy kept snatching certain players before I could get to them in certain rounds, so I admired his draft. But I went with <laughs> uh, with Team Zoe, who still hasn't changed his name, with uh, with Kyle's draft. Okay. Nice. Um, Kyle gets. I I know there are questions about about him in New York, but to me, Le'Veon Bell is still a bona fide number one running back, top top five or six back in the in in fantasy terms in the league, um, especially in full PPR formats. I think he's going to catch plenty of checkdowns and be involved in the screen game and maybe even split out wide at times in that offense, just because they have a lack of other playmakers. Um, I think Carry On Johnson is in for a big year. Um, new offensive coordinator in Detroit. He is going to try to try to establish the run. Matt Patricia is a defensive-minded coach. They're going to want to run the ball and get the ball in his hands often. Julio gets a lot of hate for no reason for not catching enough touchdowns, and I, I really think that I really think that hate is not warranted. He's a top mm-hmm. five NFL wide receiver, and the touchdowns will come. Um, yep. I think it's actually more 
freaky that he hasn't caught as many touchdowns as you might expect. Um, Kyle gets two fringe wide receiver twos between Tyler Boyd and Allen Robinson. And he essentially gets you another, you know, wide receiver two at worst um, in Zach Ertz at his tight end spot, who, you know, puts up wide receiver one type numbers in your tight end slot pretty often. And then the reason that really sealed it for me to go with Kyle's draft over others is I think his bench has a lot of upside. Um, You know, Sammy Watkins is going to be on one of the best offenses in the league um, with the best quarterback in the league. He gets, he gets BDT. He gets Tevin um, in San Francisco. Peyton Barber, not a sexy player, but he's going to, he's going to handle work. We know that Emmanuel Sanders, when he's healthy, has been a wide receiver two or better in the past. Um, and then he's got big play potential with with Deshaun Jackson and a guy like LaShawn McCoy, um, who's reunited with Andy Reid. So there are a lot of reasons to like like um, Kyle's draft. And while it's not a lot of real sexy names, I think it's a productive roster. Uh, I totally agree. I think Kyle's team <clears throat> um, also top three draft for me. Um, I think another thing to note would be, I mean, Cam Newton had a monster season last year and he was hurt. So I fear to think what Cam Newton could potentially do this year from a fantasy perspective. Uh, if there's anything where I'd be worried, it'd be Ty- Tyler Boyd. I think the early season, it'll be fine. But uh, imagine AJ Green coming back. I don't know <clears throat> if that's going to hurt his production at all. And then Le'Veon on a new team. I think he'll be fine, but I think that it's up in the it, – there is a scenario where he doesn't isn't as productive. Um, but, yeah, just just to throw some really light counters. But, I mean, that team's a great, and he's got his boy Zach Ertz. So. All very valid points. Um, with that being said, we'll move on to our, our least favorite draft, and I, I can get us started on this one. Um, I think I might agree tough. with you. You think you're going to agree with me? Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this is tough because there there are lots of reasons to like or dislike many drafts, and this isn't to say I didn't think this person did some good things, but um, just wasn't wasn't my favorite overall. And I went with Glock and my Amari. I went with JJ's team, um, and for me, it's just too many question marks at a at a few positions. Um, you know. We'll see if James Conner is still a true number one fantasy back. I think the situation in Pittsburgh is great, but I just want to see him, him do it more than one year. And I'm, I'm honestly not the biggest Eric Henry fan. I know he had the explosion at the end of last year, <laughs> um, but it's just not a guy I'm real high on. Um, I think Amari Cooper has crazy talent. I'm going to have a lot of questions about that offense. I'm not a big Dak believer. Um, yeah. And and those those few reasons, just the you know wide receiver two and and both running back spots, I, I just didn't didn't love. And not to say that those guys can't have productive years and that JJ couldn't have an awesome season, but um, those were kind of the reasons that I didn't didn't love his draft. Um, there are other things that I like about his draft, and I'll I'll get to that a little later when I talk about um, some value picks. Yeah, I agree. I think you you nailed it. When you said it was it's it's pretty a pretty high risk comp with. Amari Cooper, you really know, never know how he's going to play. <clears throat> um, then, obviously, you got the combo of uh, Indianapolis players who don't have uh, how, what would have been a future Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to them anymore. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Uh, Could have been better. But I think James Conner's going to be a monster this year. I do think he's going to uh, continue his numbers from last year. Um, but do you want me to tell you my least favorite? Oh, go go right ahead. I will say my least favorite was uh, Tyreek's babysitting service. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that almost similar similar to JJ, there's a lot of question marks here. I think you, the easy one to point to is Zeke Elliott. He might not play the first six games of the season. Um, I think he will play. I'm definitely in the camp that believes that he's not going to sit out. Um, but that was a huge risk. And then he didn't pick up his handcuff and Tony Pollard. <clears throat> so a uh, huge mistake because I think that if you had him, you just plug him in and I actually think he'll be fine. But um, didn't uh, I, I think Zeke Elliott is a good draft pick, but I just feel like getting the handcuff and then in combination with his other players, Leonard Fournette, as we all know, had a down year last year. I do think he'll bounce back a bit, but he's on Jacksonville, not a good team. I know we don't know how they're going to look with uh, Nick Foles, BDT, but or BD, BDN, 
Pedia. Pedia. <laughs> so I, got, I had Tevin on my mind. Um, um, but yeah, the the running back core is a risk right now. Um, also picking up Asia Green. I think he got a, okay value on him, but another uh, point where it's like, I mean, we don't Asia Green's no boot right now. We have no idea when he's coming back. Um, and I also not high on all at either of those um, uh, wide receiver two or threes. Or wide receiver, I don't even know what Jerome Wilson and Marcus Valdez scandling are, but um, as a token Green Bay hater, uh, not a fan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that would be my choice. I mean, he's got some upside in, with his wide receivers and Tyreek Hill and Brandon Cooks, but um, that would be my pick for uh, least favorite draft. You, you also didn't note the fact that he's still rostering Damian Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that is. <laughs> uh, this is true. And if you were going to pick a a secondary Green Bay receiver, why not Equestrian St. Brown? It's got to be Equestrian. Equinamius, that's my guy. The best. (laughs) Um, I don't don't really have anything to add. He was in probably in my bottom three drafts as well. So, Um, yeah, nothing nothing really to add there. Uh, Let's move on and talk about more positive things. Um, I think we should each name a couple of our, our best value picks. So I picked. Uh, I actually picked out four players. I don't know how many you picked. I picked out four players that I think will perform, outperform their draft position, and then I I liked their selection in a given round um, at a given pick. Um, uh, I'll let you go ahead and start if you would like. Sure. Yeah. I got. I got. I did two. Um, but I'm sure I could. I should have done two. I'll I'll just take two with two honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the first ones. I think the one of mine's kind of obvious, but one's a little less. I think that Brett snagging Eckler in the in the eighth round was uh, pretty massive because I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to play football this year. I'm really sad about that. I love Melvin, but... It is sad. I am under the opinion that he will not play football this year. So, Austin Eckler, I know Justin Jackson, you know, he played a bit last year, but I think Eckler's definitely the guy there. I think he's talented, too. And in PPR... <clears throat> He'll catch some balls, so I think snagging him in the eighth round was uh, pretty good, and he'll be um, a solid potential flex slot in uh, for Brett here, or even RB2 if uh, his upside really holds true. Um, yeah, what did you think about yep. that pick? Back end of round eight, real happy with that. Yeah. Um, it made a lot of sense, and, and at the time of the draft, when his status wasn't so clear, maybe you would have said that was a bit of a reach, but looking back on it now, it seems like good value. Um, I'm, I'm happy with that. Eighth round, you can't be upset with that. Yep. Um, my first value pick, you actually already mentioned this guy's name earlier, um, was Jarvis Landry. So he went round six, pick nine, back in yep. round six, and that's a guy who, in, you know, has been a PPR machine in the past. Uh, I see no Love Jarvis. He's not a fringe wide receiver, too, at worst. And you got him at worst. And he got him at the back end of the sixth round. So I really like that selection from Doug. Yeah, I think that I agree. Great pick. I mean, he could easily slot him in, uh, in in place of Jeffrey. And I wouldn't, you know, think twice about it. And then he's got a lot of options at flex then. So, yeah, I think Jarvis, Jarvis in the uh, round six was a really good pick as well. You want to go to your second value pick? Uh, oh, yes. I was going to my second value pick. And this might be controversial because some people will say, well, obviously, or maybe some people aren't as high on this person as I am. But I think Doug, Doug again, getting Nick Chubb at, I think, the 20th pick, maybe? I can tell you right uh, now. Round the back nine. Round So the 19th pick, right? Is my math working out right now? That's Yeah, you nailed it, man. Good addition. So I think a lot of websites and analysts said Nick Chubb going round one there was kind of a counter argument that like maybe your people are getting a little too high on him but I think getting getting Nick Chubb as you're in the back end of the second round to compliment Elvin Kamara was huge um I would have picked him literally next if <laughs> her if it had came to me so I was a little uh, triggered because, but I also didn't expect him to fall that far. So that would be my second um, value grab, even though everyone knows he's a stud. <laughs> I like that one. I, I thought that was about right for his value. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But I understand the argument for saying that he should have gone higher than that and he cannot perform that. So no, no real argument from me here. I, I, I felt like it was about right, but uh, 
yeah, def- definitely not upset with snagging him at the end of the second round. Um, my second player, we're, we're going to have to delve all the way into round nine. You ready for this? Let's go. <laughs> I'm going deep in here, guys. And I just criticized this guy's draft. But round nine, pick 10. So that's pick 90 for those of you doing the math at home. Um, Didi Westbrook to Glock and Meyer Amari. Um, Didi's a guy that I've been high on for probably a year and a half now. And I've looked really dumb being high on Didi for a year and a <laughs> half now. Um, he's shown signs of life, but Mm -hmm. if you go watch the film, like he's super quick guys that try to press him, can't get a hand on him. Pretty good route runner and elite speed. He's just kind of undersized. Um, and he's really good at tracking the deep ball. I think maybe being matched up with Nick Foles to, to, to get him some of those downfield chances. He, to me, he's a, he's a guy, you know, there are a million guys you say are wide receiver threes, but he, he's a guy who has wide receiver two potential for me and could end up being the, the top dog in Jacksonville um, if he and Nick Foles can develop a rapport. I really like his ability to track the deep ball, and we all know Nick loves to throw crazy downfield jump balls and such. <laughs> yeah, he has a quarterback now, so I think I agree. That was a good pickup. <clears throat> Um, I had two honorable mentions that I would like to mention. Um, if there's anything else you would like to say first in terms of value, now's the time. Oh, no, go go. I actually did two worst value picks. But... Oh, I did. Okay, well, I'll do my two honorable mentions, then you give me the two worst value picks. I have one. Um, I didn't even think about doing it, but I actually do have one that comes to mind. So my first honorable mention, um, round, round six, um, round six pick one, which I – this might not be value to some people, but to me, it's still going too far down for him. Is T.Y. Hilton also to Glock in my Amari? Funny, yeah. I just criticized his draft, but those are two guys that I, I thought he got ahead of what or the market um, has them valued at. I think T.Y. is in for a big year, man. He's yeah, I agree. He dropped super hard. I mean, he uh, every both my leagues are drafted. He just fell off a cliff. Too far. I think that was a little little high of a reaction. Yeah, I just think he fell too far for how talented he is. And the offense isn't going to be that bad. Yeah, not totally agree. Um, and then last one, we're going to have to go all the way to round 15. Yes. We're going in real deep. Round 15, pick four, Lamar Jackson to your break in my bells. Alec, great snag. Here's a guy Dude, who could be agreed. a legit top 10 quarterback um, because of his legs alone. And if he gets any better as a passer um, – I, I wouldn't shrug off right now to say he's a top 10 quarterback um, in fantasy. So, yeah, could be great value there. I love that pick. Yeah, great snag, Al. Um, do you want to you go with your, your worst value? Yeah, well, my worst values are more so memes, but I think one was uh, uh, Melvin getting picked up in the third round. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't – it sucks because, like, I mean that dude's a top five running back if you if he plays football, but I don't I generally I don't think he's gonna play, and I think that really actually ended up hurting Nate's draft because I don't know what he's gonna do <laughs> at flex now, especially with his other running back Darwin Thompson being <laughs> yielded uh, obsolete, um, or maybe maybe not, but you know. Uh, so I thought yeah, Melvin. We, we don't know for sure. Let Let me ask you real quick before you you give up your other one. Um, if we're still on draft day right now, I I, ho- I know it's hard to go back and think about it. If you were drafting, and let's say it's round mid late round four, early round five, and your options are Melvin Gordon still on the board, you can take Melvin Gordon or Chris Carson. Who are you taking? Dude, it's hard to go back in hindsight because honestly, maybe I, w- I might have taken Melvin. I think <clears throat> I would have too. <sighs> yeah. All right, what about um, Devontae Freeman or Melvin Gordon? Oh my god, dude! I, I, dude, I honestly, it's too hard because I'm, I'm, I would say Devontae Freeman, but it's like Melvin's my boy too. I, no. I, 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 in both my drafts, I had him write it out that I was not going to draft him, no matter what. But I think if I he slipped me in round five, I feel like I wanna, I, I won't give myself the benefit now. I probably would have drafted him. <laughs> I probably would have too, so I'm, I'm not going to fault him too much, but round three was too high, I agree. For sure. Um, um, I'll yeah, give you my other one. Sure. I, I have one. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, and it, it pains me to say this because this is my guy. Dalvin Cook, round two, pick five. Um, that's just too high. 
that's that's claiming that he's what a top. Let me do some quick math here. Four, five, six. He's a top eight back, top nine. I'm not sure that's the case. I think maybe low teams. I think I have Chubb ahead of him. Yeah, I think I would have gone gone uh, Joe or uh, or Mixon or Chubb. And I definitely have Mixon ahead of him, without a doubt. Um, and I think it's I think you know feeling for me is about more the right crossover point at wide receiver mm-hmm. instead of Odell Beckham. That's yeah, just my two cents. Go ahead. And then my last one, more more of a meme, but I think that it's just sucks because Mahomes had Mahomes is not going to have as good a year as he did last year this year, my opinion. I think getting a quarterback in the fourth round, right? Is that where you went? Yep. And, round four, and, pick five. Round four, pick five. It just Mahomes is a stud, and he's going to be a stud. I would not be surprised if he has the best QB numbers, <clears throat> but you 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 just totally gimp your ability to get a. RB2 or a uh, wide receiver two if you use your round four pick on a quarterback. And there are 20 quarterbacks that you can draft and you can win uh, the fantasy football league with. So I thought that that was a significant reach. I think the next quarterback that went after that was Watson in like round eight or something or nine or, or round seven to Sean Watson. So I, don't know, I thought that was definitely – a reach. I mean, obviously, Nate wants the hometown hero, but... Yeah, Watson in round seven. Round seven, pick four. I don't think I see a quarterback before that. Yeah, so... And I think I think Watson in round seven is not even that egregious, um, but I think that that's maybe where Mahomes would have landed for me. So. Yeah, same here. Um, but I, I was proud that most people didn't reach for a quarterback. And if there was one you were going to reach for, that was the one. But I agree, still too, yep. still far sure. too high in my opinion. For sure. Um, did you have another one or any honorable mentions? Or are we ready to uh, ready to move on? I think I'm good. All right, let's move on to a, a lighter segment here. Let's go to for those of you that have renamed your teams. Let's go to best name. Um. I'm going to pick my winner and then an honorable mention. Is that what you had in mind? Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go first because for, well, first, everyone's name was great besides the people who didn't change their names. I'm looking at you, Flatline, Kyle. I know Alex probably cooking one up right now. Alex probably uh, cooking it up right now. Alex is probably going to have to one. Um, we're just doing this too early. but uh, So I think – they're all great, and but I, I'm honestly going to go with kind of a flyer that I didn't see until this morning. But um, Brett making his name the Westboro Christians <laughs> was, was actually super dank. Um, and it just makes it even more perfect. He's got, like, Jared Goff and McCaffrey. <laughs> that um, is pretty amazing. And, and, I mean, and he's starting George Kittle's another white guy. So, I don't know. I just thought uh, Westboro Christians was – it was – it was it wasn't lame and it wasn't too obvious, you know. It was like a, it was just the perfect amount of dank. Um, so that would be probably my favorite one. Uh, do should I do my honorable mention or do you want your? You, actually, you do your fave, then we'll do honorable mentions. Okay, sure. No, great pick by you. And I I didn't look at it until this morning either, and I didn't realize <laughs> it. I I didn't realize until this instant that you mentioned how many white guys he was starting, how dank that was. <laughs> Yes, it's amazing. Well done, Brett. Um, for me, I gotta give Nate some credit here, man. Oh, dude, ramming D and Mahomes, dude. I that mean, was my number one for a while, but I decided to throw a wrench in it. That was so funny. It's perfect on so many levels. I, it's just, uh, I, yeah, I don't even need to go into it. It's perfect. Well done, Nate. That you're you're my winner. I'm proud of you. Yeah, Hopefully, that, that's was... not, that might be the only thing you win this year. But it's like the perfect combo of pun. You combination of two people you have and referencing yep. all of us getting fucked by Nate. Yeah, he gets Lindsay <laughs> at home. <laughs> yeah, Andy insinuates that he's going to be fucking us this season. So yeah, so yeah. Obviously, it's not his thing when I explain it coldly like that. But that yeah, that was a great that was a great one. Well done. Well, well done, Nate. Um, honorable mention for you. Honorable mention for me is uh, Glock. Or, ah, they're all so good. I'm going to go Glock and my Amari because that way I'm going to actually okay. laugh out loud when I first That's heard. different than mine, so that's good. Um, I love this because, obviously, uh, Fetty Wap 
wait, that's, yeah, I gotta go, yeah, <laughs> is my shit, and that also kind of references, like, we listen to that song all the time, and it's hilarious, um, so, that would be my honorable mention, but, I mean, you can, like, you could, like, name everyone, like, obviously, initially, when Doug chose his name, that was hilarious, Nolan's is super dang, go ahead, go ahead, I, I, I won't, I won't, <laughs> oh, no, one. you can rant, it's fine, uh, <laughs> uh, Doug's is the best photo, I believe, um, but my, <laughs> My honorable mention is Tyreek's babysitting service. Yeah, dude. yeah, that was um, that was a close second for me. It was right, right in there. Nolan, I'm proud of you. This is by far the best name Nolan has had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we go back and look at Nolan's team names over the years, they haven't been the best. I kind of want to during the show here. I'll, I'll have to go back and look back at some other seasons to see what names Nolan has gone through because it, it really hasn't been great. If I if I recall. Hey. He, had, he had slob on my red <laughs> IE Cobb last year. Dude, what a classic. Because he couldn't figure out how to fit the, the location and then the, the game. Slob? <laughs> 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 but then he capitalized IE, right? <laughs> which, which was incredible. And I can't even keep it together, guys. <laughs> In 2017, he was... <laughs> I can't... <laughs> You go ahead. I can't. He was diphtheria. <laughs> Which I think he was going for like like a chew like meme. But it's an actual disease, isn't it? Or like a virus or some shit? Oh. Sorry. I lost it there for a second. It's a deadly infection that babies get. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, super, super 2016 dang. Ding Dong Suck Le'Veon's Dong. <laughs> everyone, not, not, everyone loves a good uh, uh, Wizard of Oz reference. <laughs> and then 2015, I didn't realize you had to use this name, Slob on My Cob. <laughs> uh, see, they're just so dank. They're just so dank. Maybe, maybe they're, they're great. Maybe they're great. I don't know. I forgot we were once uh, an eight-team league. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. Where you just had studs on oh, studs. I forgot about the moth squad. <laughs> the moths. And every time Alec won, he'd just send us a gift of a moth. Marco Ru- DeMarco Rubio. Oh, that was a good one, too. <laughs> Classics. There were, there were some good team names over the years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, Nolan, I'm proud of you. Yeah, well done, Noel. For bringing on a good, good team name, finally. Good, good stuff, sir. All right, we move on to our next segment. I'm ready. All right, we're gonna go ahead and try to pick division winners. Uh, do you want to unveil our division names for those who haven't seen them yet before we pick division winners? Yes, <clears throat> I will unveil our division names. Which are they in there now? By the way. Um. No. God damn it. That's all right. You're going to find out ahead of time, guys, if you listen to this podcast. All right, go ahead. Oh, and, and thanks to those of you that all gave team or, uh, division name suggestions in the Facebook chat. Yeah, well done. Um, so, division names. And I actually don't know what division is going to be which. Uh, I guess it really doesn't matter that much. But um, the official division names are Froth <laughs> and Donating Plasma. So. Yes. Two, it's so perfect. Yeah, two just classic normal activities. Got a reference college. Um, super dank um, and really relevant to our all of our friendship. So uh, be ready uh, to know what division you are put into because you are either going to be in the frolic division or the donating plasma division. Yeah, and I was going to ask which is which because I picked my division winners, but I don't know which division is which. Oh, yeah, I don't know either. All right, let's 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 say for now that the toss division is donating plasma. Okay, that works for me. Actually, that probably doesn't make sense because Alec and Nolan are in the ham salad. They probably, they, they probably need to donate plasma. <laughs> Primary plasma donators. <laughs> yeah, never mind. That that didn't make sense at all. My bad, guys. I didn't. I didn't think about that for a second. How dare you? Let me. Let me change my notes. Um, Rolf and plasma. 
Oh, also, I, I yeah, Nick, Nick, Nicky handed me a note. WebMD diphtheria causes a thick covering in the back of the throat. It can lead to difficulty breathing, heart failure, paralysis, and even death. CDC wow. recommends vaccines for infants, children, teens, and adults to prevent diphtheria. <laughs> Not sure that's what no one was going for. What if no one's like a doctor? Like he has a different life where he just references diseases. All right, do you want to go first or shall I? Um, you 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 uh, go ahead and take this uh, take this one. All right, it's so hard to pick. But before we start, it's so hard to pick division winners just because there's so many variables. I'm literally just going off of which drafts I liked, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and who has done well in the past. Um, we all know that those two criteria or those two parameters don't necessarily um, correlate to to an outcome, but I'll do my best. So in the Frolf division, um, I feel like you and I are going to have the same pick here. I've got Alan, Alvin and the uh, Chubb Monks. I've got Doug taking home the division crown. Um, I think this could be a really competitive division this year. Yep. Um, may hopefully only separated by a couple games. I think that would be, be a lot of fun, but they, based on the drafts and we, we already, you already covered Doug's draft. So I'm not gonna, not gonna go, go too hard down that road again. Um, we, you already kind of covered why we liked his draft, and I liked it for all, all the same reasons. Really balanced team, a lot of star power at the top, and some potential upside on the bench. Um, I, I just prefer Doug's team. And Doug's had plenty of success in the past. Um, so for those reasons, I, I, I like him taking home the Frolf division crown this year. Um, and that was my pick also for the Frolf division. Uh, like Steven said, we went over <clears throat> how much we liked his draft uh, early in the pod, but – just tons of upside and um, a good-looking bench. Uh, I think that he'll be a tough, a tough nut to crack this year. So, well done, Doug. Hopefully, we jinxed him and he loses, though. Yeah, he's just gonna be horrible now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be tragic. I'll let you start this shindig in the donating plasma division. So for donating plasma, um, I feel like we're gonna be different on this. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, you know what? I have my pick here, and I want to make sure I can justify it. But I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Al here. Oh my god, we do have the same pick. I, I do we really? Uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, his combo at wide receiver is the best uh, in our league uh, with ease. Um, I think Mike Evans for whatever reason, still kind of flies under the radar. I know that, you know, obviously he picked him up. He was his second pick, but uh, those two in tandem are going to be absolute monsters. And then it's a season long, it's a season long league. You know I mean? Cream Hunt coming back on a week 10 or whatever. Yeah. If he can slide Kareem and, and, he, and he starts getting uh, touches, slide Cream Hunt in at flex. Um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson was my QB two this year. So, uh, yeah, tons to like about Al's division. I think that this division, uh, you kind of alluded to it, is definitely the weaker of the two, I would say, um, at least based on the drafts, <clears throat> which is really all we could go on. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Al's got a, a good chance to take home the um, the pennant. I don't know. What's a division victory called? <laughs> uh, pennant in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think just division title or division crown in football. Yeah. So yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to give it to Al. Sorry that I stole your pick. No, no, it's fine. I'm not going to change it just because that's what you picked. I'm going to stick, stick to my guns. Um, and it's funny you pointed out the one guy that I was going to say is going wildly underrated right now. And that's Mike Evans. And I'll give you two reasons why he's flying under the radar. One, he's giant and can block out the sun in the red <laughs> zone yep. and is just a hard man to cover still. Um, mm-hmm. Two, Jameis Winston needs to play better this year. He is in a contract year, for those of you that didn't know. Three, Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer himself, who turned the ghost of Carson Palmer into, like, a number one fantasy quarterback and, like, a top five offense with the Cardinals is now going to be calling plays for that offense. It's going to be full-on air aerial attack like deep threat type type offense oh yeah if it goes the way i'm expecting a bruce arians offense to go lots of vertical passing um 
So, yeah, really high on Mike Evans. Michael Thomas is a top five receiver. His his running backs are set with Mixon, and I think Jacobs is fine. He, he'll be an RB2, you know, low end and maybe, maybe mid-tier RB2, depending on how he actually shows up. Deshaun, solid at quarterback. I think Hunter Henry's being undervalued right now. For me, he's the fourth sure. best tight end. He's the fourth best tight end that I've got um, in terms of fantasy right now. I hope David does well. I like the upside for Mike Williams. Um, like you said, Kareem when he's back. Golden Tate still knows how to catch footballs. Um, and he's got a great streaming quarterback in Lamar. A lot of reasons to like this team. To like yep. this um, yeah, I'll take Al to take home the donating plasma division crown. We just agreed on Which would, would be very thing. fitting. <clears throat> yes, that would be very fitting. Yeah, so just so you know, now neither of you guys are going to win the division because <laughs> both of you. you've been jinxed. You are cursed. <clears throat> Enjoy. <laughs> Okay, it's time. It's that time of week again, or that time of the podcast anyway. We're going to go ahead and make picks for actual fantasy football matchups. Oh, my God. This week. Hope you guys are ready. Um, let's go ahead and start with Glock and Mayamari taking on brunch with Daniel Scones. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully my team name gets a little love. I, I still haven't decided if that's my final team. Okay, name, but. so I know your team name is probably super dank, and there's definitely something that's super meta that I missed, but maybe you could explain it to me, and I will appreciate. I'm, I'm guessing this is a Daniel Jones reference, and he said something on a podcast. That's my current theory. So it's even less than that. There's a rogue, <laughs> there's a rogue Twitter account out there that his name is just Daniel Scones. And he... But <laughs> for no picture, reason? Yeah. And his picture is Daniel Scones. And he makes lots of, like... He makes lots of references to Daniel... Like, he's tweeting as if he's Daniel Jones, but it always incorporates, like, mimosas or, like, Eggs Benedict or, like... He makes all <laughs> these brunch references in all his tweets. Hell yeah. If you guys are interested, I will send you the link to Daniel Scone's Twitter account. Please, please do. It's please super do. dumb, but I laugh at it every time I see it, so I decided to name my team in honor of him. Thank you for the explanation. That is beautiful. You're, you're welcome. So yeah, not that meta, but kind of, kind of entertaining. All right, let's go ahead and pick this game. Um, I'll, do we, we – we, I don't – in week one, I feel like it's not even that worth it to go through all the matchups because I don't know which defenses are good or not. And I'm not going to pretend like I know which defenses are going to be good or which offenses are going to be good. Um, but maybe you can pick out one or two things that you like um, as far as players to go off in week one, and you can make a make a pick based on that. Um, go ahead. I'll stop talking. Go ahead and, and talk to me. What are you feeling here? So I think my, my pick in this matchup is going to be <clears throat> brunch with Daniel Scones. It's you, man. Um, I think that probably what I look to the most in determining this matchup or the, <clears throat> the winner, uh, is that if you look at Glock Mayamari's best pieces on paper with our current understanding of the league, his mat, his matchups for his studs aren't ideal. Uh, you got, uh, Devonte Adams against Chicago, I mean, he's still going to be fine, but you're still playing a tough defense. I don't see that being a super high-scoring game. <clears throat> uh, and then, yeah, you got T.Y. at Flex, who's against the Clippers, who have, I mean, always have a good defense. Um, and then the other point I would kind of like to make would be, I think that for whatever, re- for whatever reason, ESPN is obsessed with Derrick Henry. But I think Damon Williams, especially in week one, um where I don't I don't see Shady getting a ton of a ton of touches is going to um, have a pretty good week. Um, they are playing Jacksonville, but I think that your duo uh, running back is going to perform a little better. <clears throat> so I think I'm going to take you uh, to win, but I don't I don't see a blowout. <clears throat> I don't either. Um... And like you said, um, I, you know, based on our knowledge of the league now, I think Henry and Adams had tough matchups. Um, but I think maybe Amari has a favorable matchup. And I'm, T.Y., I'm not, not so sure, but we'll see. And I think Connor might have kind of a favorable matchup. I'm not, not really certain. It's tough to say. Sure. Um, 
I like that that Diggs is going to be playing inside on the turf. Um, oh yeah, I expect Ingram to be getting plenty of carries early in the season before they get Justice Hill um, really incorporated into the offense much. Um, Damian Williams is going to be the guy week one. Hundred um, percent for for those out there that think that Shady might get involved in the offense that. It's definitely a possibility, but it'll it'll take a little bit of time, I think, before you see him in the rotation at all. Um, let's not forget about this Todd Gurley guy. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Todd Gurley, uh, the number one scoring fantasy player last year. Yeah, everyone seems to think that his knee is, like, a real issue. He's dead, Steven. Yeah, that's what they're making it feel like. And him getting he's... drafted in, like, the back end of the first round feels like he's dead. Like, yeah, he's dead. Um, I hate to pick myself, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some confidence in this squad in week one. I'm gonna take take Daniel Scones. Well, all right, let's move on to to our next matchup. Um, we're gonna go with so good at Ertz taking on Alvin and the Chub Monks. Um, if ESPN would load the team page, there it goes. It's trying. It's trying real hard. Wait, mine's not loading either. Uh, that's kind of fun. ESPN. We can't Wild. do this without technology. I know. All right. Well, we'll we'll just try to wing it, I guess. Um, I'll just have to open the team pages separately. This is such a pain. Uh, I'll go ahead and get started, and I, I guess I'll I'll I'm I'm looking at looking at flatline side of the football first. Um, there's just a lot of question marks for me. Um, Aaron Rodgers in a new system with Matt LaFleur calling the plays. Um, David Johnson with what I feel is not a very good offensive line, but maybe an improved offense with Murray at the helm. Um, we'll see if Freeman looks healthy. Uh, Juju's no longer a number two. He's the number one guy now. He's probably going to draw from the New England defense that likes to double number one receivers. I'm interested to see what that looks like in week one. Um, Edelman gets a real soft Pittsburgh secondary. So, I don't know. There are a lot of things that I'm, I'm not certain um, – certain with on on flatline side of the football and mean, meanwhile with Doug you got two certified you know number one running back threats in my opinion I'm not scared of either of those matchups I'm expecting the Saints offense to kind of pick up right where it left off and be be on a little bit of a, a revenge tour after the way they ended last season um, after that things get a little more gray for me on Doug's side of the football I don't know what to expect out of Seattle's offense they say they're going to run the rock a whole heck of a lot we'll see if that's actually the case um, the one thing Cincinnati did okay last year was stop the run a little bit. Um, we'll see if Delaney Walker comes back to being himself. And then uh, uh, there are some new receiving threats there for for Carson Wentz in Philly. So we'll see how involved Alshon is early um, or whether Jarvis Landry slides into that spot. So I'm going to take Doug here. I'm going to give him a slight edge. But I, I think this matchup could actually end up being pretty close. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I have to go with Doug as well. <clears throat> I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said too many uncertainties with flyline squad to really feel comfortable picking him this week. Um, Whereas you look at Doug and you're like, okay, we have Alvin and Nick Chubb. They're going to be fine. And then even Chris Carson, who I think is going to be uh, really big for Seattle this year, the flex, all three of those running backs. I feel like you can feel comfortable starting uh, this weekend, comfortable getting good production out of them. Um, if there is a worry, you mentioned it briefly, but Delaney Walker's coming off an ACL tear, right? I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, the dude's massive, so I don't I mean, will he be slower? Will he? I mean, how will his routes look? Um, it'll be interesting to see how he performs. But I had him two year, uh, two years ago, and he was a beast for me. I like him a lot. <clears throat> Obviously, win healthy. Uh, another point. Um, Adam Thielen is playing in a dome against Atlanta, who loves to get scored on all the time. <laughs> so I'm going to give the edge to Doug here. Uh, but like you said, I mean, a lot to like about Flatline Squad as well. So <clears throat> close matchup, Doug victory for me. We're agreeing too often already. I know. My third Shit. matchup, if you look at my show notes, it just says Christian's ramming D. So <laughs> – that's, perfect, perfect. That's a good one. So we get the Westboro Christians taking on a Ramming D and Mahomes. A little Brett v. Nate week one action. And I'm ready for all the trash talk between these two. Perfect. Um, I'll let you, you get us started on this one. 
ESPN's really giving me the dick with this uh, matchup thing. Oh, it loaded! It loaded! Oh, nice. They they figured it out. To, they helped me. Um, I'm gonna give the edge to uh, Brett here in Week One. Um, I think that even despite some of his tough matchups, like you got uh, your boy CMC against the Rams, uh, who actually are. I mean, the, everyone talks about the pass rush, but they're pretty good at stopping the run uh, as well. <clears throat> But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey plays every goddamn down, so he's going to score. He's going to put up at least 16, I think, for Brett. Um, you, know, you got Keenan Allen against Indianapolis. That's going to be hilarious. Um, that should be hilarious. Yeah, can't, can't wait to see that. Um, uh, so, I think, I think I'm going to give the edge to, uh, to uh, Brett week one. I think Patrick Mahomes got to go against Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville, um, which obviously always sucks dick. Uh DeAndre Hopkins against New Orleans is fine, is good for him. But Nate hasn't even put in a freaking flex player yet. I have no idea who he's going to be able to put in there. Uh, so that's another reason I think I'm going to have to give it to uh, the Westboro Christians to take game one. I think he might blow them out. Yeah. <laughs> to, to me, this matchup's actually clo- closer than you might think. And the the – Difference between the two is I just have no idea who's going to be at flex for 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 ramming, <laughs> for ramming D. If he could find even a decent flex, I might actually pick him here. Um, I kind of expect Pat and the Chiefs' offense to to show up against a tough defense. Um, Andy Reid gets however many weeks to prepare specifically for a defense. I don't think that's going to slow them down a whole heck of a lot. Um, Dalvin shouldn't stretch. Um, Hopkins scores against anyone. I really like the Rams offense as a whole. Again, this year, I think all three receivers could potentially eat yep. against what was a, a suspect um, Carolina secondary last year. But like you said, no matter how good the Rams defense is, you can't game plan enough for Christian McCaffrey. You can't take him out of the game. Um, Keenan Allen should eat. Kittle should eat. Um, Tampa Bay was absolutely horrendous against tight ends last year for whatever reason. Um, and I kind of like Duke. They don't really have a real running back. Yeah. Other than <laughs> he is the running back. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, plug someone in, Nate, and I think you can make this close, but I'm going to go with the Westboro Christians, a.k.a. Brett Fechner. Yeah, you gotta. And I stand by that he's going to blow him out. I mean, because, like, I mean, people, like, George Kittle, like, he, would you? Would it be crazy to think that George Kill could finish uh, tight end one this year over no, over Kelsey? Crazy. Yeah, so I think. I mean, when I mean, you got Vance, I mean, the Pittsburgh tight end situation is always kind of weird too because you don't know. But yeah, we picked the same person though, so we're still agreeing. What the heck? What the heck? Um, let's move on to our next matchup. We get Tyreek's babysitting service taking on Team Zoe. Um, so Nolan against Kyle, another one where I'm really excited for some trash talk this week, guys. Please, please get it going. These, the, the people in these week one matchups is just perfect, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Perfect for the trash talk. I love it. Let's get it started. Um, will Nolan have Ezekiel Elliott in uniform on Sunday is basically what this comes down to for me. <laughs> um, the answer is I don't know. What I do know is that on Kyle's side of the football, for reasons I outlined earlier and won't, won't state again, he has a very balanced team. Um, there are no real holes in this lineup, and he's even got a few different options at flex. Um, between that and just the question market running back for Nolan, I, I'll give Kyle a slight edge here. Um, this could end up being close, especially if Zeke plays. If Zeke suits up, this could be really interesting. But uh, I'll, I'll give a slight edge to Kyle, and that's who I'm taking. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. I think that, I mean, if Zeke doesn't play, I think Kyle takes with, his, with this with ease unless, like, Tyreek Hill blows up for 48 points or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, too many question marks for Nolan at running back. Even Leonard Fournette coming off a season where he wasn't very productive. Uh, yeah, I know you just said, you know, all the Rams receivers can eat, but that's another worry. I mean, you got three guys are all going to perform – uh, and get you fantasy production week in and week out. <clears throat> um, so I think that I'm going to have to go with Kyle. And again, it comes a lot, it, even a little bit, it comes down to the tight end. Zach Ertz, you know, versus Jared Cook. Jared Cook had a pretty good season last year. Um, but I think that that's another uh, place I'd give Kyle the edge. 
Uh, so I think I'm going to have to agree with you again. Team Zoe. All right. Let's move into our final matchup. We, you're breaking my bells, taking on my co-host, Dark Helmet. Alec and Eric, another another good matchup where I'm really hoping for some good trash talk this week. I hope you've already gotten the battle. Oh, my Spaceballs memes are going to be prepared. I'm so ready. <laughs> Pretty meta name, by the way, considering all of the Antonio Brown. Thank you. Yeah, it took it took me a long time to get something I decided to myself was dank enough, but <laughs> it is pretty dank. I did I did my best. Did you see my picture? <laughs> Yes, I did see your picture. Oh, yeah, I, I, texted, I texted it. But, it's yeah. pretty grand. Um, you're welcome to start, sir. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Um, I think for this one, I think there's a lot to like on both sides. I think that um, Mike Evans is playing San Francisco, which you got to like. I could see that game actually being pretty high scoring. So from a fantasy standpoint, you'll love to see that. Um. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be fine. He'll be great. Uh, I think that there's nothing really I dislike about Alex's squad going into week one. I think that there's a worry. It's honestly David Montgomery. Like, we don't know how the Bears' backfield is going to look. Like, not a clue what we're going to do with our three running backs. So, you know, maybe David Montgomery gets eased into the season. We use him more as a weapon. We really split carries with uh, uh, the other guys. Um, so I think there's a worrisome side. It would be at flex for Al. Um, uh, for me, I mean, obviously I love my team. Um, <laughs> we got Saquon against Dallas, which uh, should be absolute destruction. Uh, that could be a, That's going to be an interesting game to watch because that could be close. Um, um, so lots of scoring there, hopefully. Um, if there's a worry on my team, I would say Antonio Brown against Denver, you know, brand new team week one. He hasn't practiced a ton. Uh, Denver's, you know, has always kind of had a pretty stout defense, um, even though, um, Oakland is at home. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I hate picking myself. You know what? I think, honestly, I think I would be more comfortable picking Alex to get the W in week one here. Um, uh, yeah, I think I have to go with Al. Well, you stole my pick yet again. <laughs> I didn't want to fade you. This is this is my so I might I might flip here because this was my toss up game of the week. And it's funny if you look at the projections right now. Uh, Alex projected for one fifty two point or one twenty five point nine. You're projected for one twenty five point eight. Oh my! So ESPN also agrees that this is pretty evenly matched. Um, I'm having trouble finding an edge here. And looking at it again, I think that, you know, the one place Jacksonville really struggled last year was covering the tight end and Pittsburgh's run defense. It, they, they add Devin Bush in the draft. It'll be interesting, but um, Sonny Michelle could run wild. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know. There are a lot of things to like on both teams, though. I'm expecting Hunter Henry to bounce back big. I think Watson yeah. could throw it all over New Orleans. Um, in a, in a toss-up matchup, I will give the edge to my co-host, and I'll I'll go against the green. Finally. Yes, yes, we disagreed, and it was on me. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, like honestly, this this it, it on paper with our current knowledge, it does feel like a pretty big toss-up. <laughs> it does indeed. Um, well, that's our show, folks. Uh, any any final final words for the people at home there, uh, Eric? Yeah, I'll just say uh, good luck, everybody. Um, I'm super pumped to uh, get the season going. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how this first week plays out, how teams are looking. What what? It's always fun, like that first week. You know, like who's the guy that blows up? He's a free agent that everyone's trying to get, or you know, <clears throat> all the trades that are going to start coming through. So, yeah, just good luck, everybody. Um, Naheem Hines. Naheem, okay. Hell yeah. I don't know. Bold prediction. Heard it here first. Heard it here first, <laughs> first folks. Um, and then also, uh, if you haven't changed your name yet, change your fucking name. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. I guess you don't have to. But but please do. But please do. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it for me. Um, oh, also, if you guys enjoyed the pod and you are listening now, 
uh, let us know if there's anything we can improve. I, we're definitely going to plan on doing this again, I'm assuming. Um, uh, and I'm sure we'll have guests. We decided just to do the the two uh, for at least the kickoff one. Uh, on this stupid app, we can invite up to, like, a lot of people. So Yeah, so if we, if we want to get a squad on here or a special guest, uh, just send us a text if you're interested. Um, Download the Anchor app, like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, and also, if you're listening, let us know you're listening. So we uh, we know that you guys are yet to like, comment, subscribe. No, we have to get, like, super hype like, and, like, have, like, a like a thumbnail and be like, Ooh. yo, everyone, welcome to the pod. Yeah, it needs to be very clickbait. Yeah, thumbnail. super clickbait. Yeah. Find out who they picked this week. It'll blow your mind. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. But yeah, that's it for me. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add, guys. Week one is upon us. Strap yourselves in. It's going to be a fun ride, boys. Um, We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Later.